Hello everyone and welcome to The Pinnacle. I'm your host, Pinnacle. Today we have on Ella Alice. She's a singer-songwriter student at Berkeley. She has a ton of really valuable insight on how to work together in groups and get creative projects done when it comes to music, um, how to go about networking, uh, a lot of mindset things that she talks about, how to deal with these low points that you might have during your music career or your creative endeavors. Tons of insight, she's super positive, lots of good energy. And I know there's definitely something in here that will help you out or resonate with you in a way that you can actually take it and apply it to your music. And if you haven't already, check out the Zenith Gallery. It's my new sample gallery, the link's below. You can check out the snippets on my Instagram. That link is also down below. Lots of love and effort put into that first pack. Lots of stuff on the way, so definitely peep that. And there's only 20 copies in total for the first pack. Um, one's been sold. I, I don't ever fudge my numbers or lie to you guys, so only one's been sold. There's still 19 left, worth a shot, and we got a lot more coming for you in that direction too. And as I always mention, any sort of engagement, a subscription, a like, a comment, negative, positive, whatever it is, I'm looking for all kinds of constructive criticism or suggestions, and it also really helps the podcast. If you want to share it with your friends, anyone that you might uh, think you might that might find value out of it, um, I try to really make them as valuable as possible for people in the music space. So please share it if you can. It helps a ton with the growth. Thank you. So my name is Ella Ellis. I'm a singer-songwriter. I'm a vocalist. Um, and I study at Berklee College of Music, which is in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I'm originally from Austria, and I'm super excited to be on this podcast. A big reason um, that I wanted to have you on the podcast was uh, because you're actually attending Berkeley for music. For one, that's huge. That's really awesome. And uh, two, I don't know much about, and a lot of the people that I work with don't really get into that side of the industry. Like we're very kind of closed in. I know a lot of rap producers, hip hop producers. I'm learning more from people that have actually attended school for things related to music. Um, and that's obviously I want to touch on a bunch of different things because I know you have a lot that that you uh, that you have experience in. But just starting off, like. Give us a little bit of your background. Was music always a part of your life or is it something that slowly introduced itself? How did it start? Yeah, so I wanted to play violin when I was about seven years old. Um, I mainly grew up with my grandparents. They were a big part of my life. And my grandpa always took me to the library and he always, um, he got me music videos. You took them home and you just put them in the recorder and you watched them. And I watched uh, the Keller family a lot. So that's how I got introduced to music. And after that, I wanted to play violin. Then I started singing and then I took guitar lessons and um, I was in bands. And after that, I just knew kind of like, okay, music is going to be the way to go. And um, yeah, that's just how I got to, to be introduced into music. And that's just I'm really lucky to find that out, out, like, out so early on. And mm -hmm. so... Yeah, I'm just really happy. Yeah, that's really that is really young to to know or to have that introduction and to have stuck with it. Um, and even you said you yourself wanted to play the violin, like you're. Yeah, so I saw that on the Keller family, like the music videos, <laughs> and I yeah. just I got a little guitar for Christmas, and I had them on my shoulder, and I had a pen in my hand. I just made this. And I was like, <laughs> I want to play this, and so that's my awesome. fam family was like, Okay, this is a violin. Okay, let's get you a violin. 
Mm -hmm. And yeah. Wow, that's that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Yeah. So as you as you grow uh, grew up, what like were the first signs that you might want to attend school for music, or did that come later on? Did you apply and then decide? Like how you know how did that all come about? So. I went to musical high school. My major was basically was basically like a, I basically attended a lot of music like lessons. Uh, Mm. Most of the stuff that I learned in school right now, I already learned in my musical high school, Um, Mm. which is not a problem. I just like to review things anyways. Um, And I actually, I went on an exchange year when I was about 15 years old Mm. and at that time, I knew I wanted to go to Berklee College of Music because I attended so many music lessons. It was actually illegal, um, <laughs> illegal, more or less. They were like, well, yeah. you need to take these classes. And I was like, no, I don't want to take these classes. And yeah. so I just took like five music classes out of eight classes I could choose. And I just wrote songs. And I was like, I want to be a songwriter. And that's how I was like, how I was like, made the decision. Actually, I made the decision mm. to attend Berkeley and to wow. study that. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, yeah. once you've decided, okay, I want to pursue getting into Berkeley. Was Berkeley specifically the place that you wanted to go, or yes? Okay. But it was kind of like it was not a straight way there. It's never a mm-hmm. straight way there. Um, mm-hmm. My parents, when I told them, I came back and I was like, I still had two years of um, high school left, and I told them like, hey, I want to go to Berkeley College of Music, and they were like, first of all, where is that? <laughs> Second of all, what is that? And and third of all, like no like we're not gonna let you go again (laughs) i was like no i'm gonna do that i'm definitely gonna do that and they're like no and so after two years like there's a lot of stuff happened right so i was like okay then i'm gonna try for jazz vocals in vienna and i was like that's not what i want to do like like Mm -hmm. two months into that school i attended vienna music um institute Mm -hmm. i was like no this doesn't feel right like it's not it's not me. It's not like the vibe is not what I want. And mm-hmm. so I looked again into Berkeley right. and I saw they were giving a lot of scholarships out. And so mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try. And I tried and I basically just got in on the first try. Wow, <laughs> and I was just yeah. super like, uh, lucky. Mm-hmm. And I mean, lucky is a big word because like there's a lot of work in that too. Right. But I was just extremely happy to be there and, yeah, I I wouldn't change my decision for anything. It was mm-hmm. a decision that I made. I could have stayed in, in Vienna, but I mm-hmm. knew or I know right now as well that I wouldn't have been happy and I'm mm. really happy right now where I am. Yeah, good. Well, and that is a really big, like a lot of those moves are really big moves. They're not light moves, <laughs> for especially yeah. for someone young. So making try, trying to make these big decisions. Yeah. When you talk about your career path too, attending Berkeley is one thing. And you, mm-hmm. you also talked about being a songwriter, singer-songwriter. Yeah. Is that, like, did that coincide completely with wanting to go to Berkeley? Or as you've been in Berkeley or, and as you've progressed, that's kind of more solidified? No, this, the reason why I sold my parents on investing in that school and in me uh-huh. is I said, you know, Berkeley has this amazing songwriting program. They invented it all. Um, 
and I want to study songwriting. Like I want to be a songwriter, and that's the reason why I attended Berkeley because there are tons of other schools out there that are trying to sell songwriting, but they just they haven't worked with the industry as much as Berkeley has. They don't have the connections mm. as Berkeley has, and Berkeley has so many connections. Like, mm. I mean, you have to. Yeah, they will not be given to you, but you have to find them, and they are there. And that's one of the right. main reasons where I was like, you know. I'm investing also in my future because I'm going there and I'm trying to be the best person or the best um, in the industry mm -hmm. with the connections. I also have already one step into the business. And that's why my parents were like, okay, that's actually sounding like that sounds smart. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And it, it is smart, I think, because it, I mean, first of all, I've never heard like even hearing you describe it that way to your parents mm -hmm. most people that i hear when they're going to any sort of college they don't really at least most of them they don't really focus a lot on like that type of benefit the networking benefits those types mm -hmm. of benefits um and so the fact that you could really clearly see that benefit from from that school is really huge yeah um, and even like people i've talked to some of them realize that networking aspect a little bit later like they see mm -hmm. it in their third or fourth year and they they yeah start to do more of it going into berkeley mm. did you know anyone going into it um or was yeah. it all fresh it was all fresh i was i was so everywhere when i went into that school i was like mm -hmm. i was being in boston a week before school even started i yeah. didn't know anybody i was totally lost i had a jet lag like looking back at it now i'm just like what did i do in that week and mm -hmm it's just so funny how you like see yourself in the past from the future right you're yeah, like oh yeah. my gosh like what the hell did I do or what did <laughs> I do and you're like oh my gosh I did that like yeah I'm a genius <laughs> but um <laughs> no it was all fresh I um instantly like there's a week of orientation I instantly tried to like go to every like lesson they kind of put out for free um I tried to make friends and Funnily enough, um, the friends that I met the first week or the people that I meet, met the first weeks are now mm -hmm. my best friends. And we do, we, well, we do not a lot together anymore because we're so busy, but we're still like, they're still the people that I feel most connected to. Mm -hmm. And it's just so great because like, even if I just need something like looking over lyrics or something and be like, hey, can I have your opinion on that? They are like, yeah, sure. Like, send it over mm -hmm. to me. Let's let's check it out together. And that's just that's just the best thing that could have ever happened to me in that first week of Berkeley. Yeah, absolutely. Were you ever afraid like or nervous? I mean, nervous, sure. But were you ever afraid that maybe it would be so competitive that you wouldn't be able to, you know, or you'd have maybe a little bit more trouble finding those types of people? Um, I actually thought I was a little bit naive. Um, I thought that people would help each other out at Berkeley. Mm. Um, I have two producers that I'm working now, like constantly with, um, mm. which is great, but I didn't find them in the first week, I asked about like 20 people or in the first months, actually, I asked about 20 people, hey, let's work together. Hey, let's work together. Mm -hmm. I got really weird explanations why they do not want to work with me. Um, wow. Yeah. They're like, no, no, I don't want to work with you. And I'm like, okay, they're not like, fine, I'm over it. You know, um, uh -huh. there's not a lot of time to like 
be sad about that because I always knew like, you know, there's something going to be better. That's not for me. Mm. Um, there's a lot of competition though. And people often do not realize that there is a lot of competition, but that doesn't mean they're not great um, or they're mm. not doing their best. And that competition often puts people back. They're often afraid to ask. I was mm-hmm. never that way. I was too naive, but I also didn't ever be sad that people did not want to work with me because I was like, okay, that's just how it is. I'm fine with it. There's mm-hmm. something that fits my personal needs better than this. Yeah. And because there's no point, there's no point in, in grieving about that. Mm-hmm. See, that's interesting to me too, because uh, so when I went to my first university it was for health sciences Mm -hmm. and a big part of that program like a lot of the kids going out of that program wanted to go into med school so Mm -hmm. it was super competitive and um even like other programs that people would go into undergraduate that were wanting to go into med school i would hear all these stories about uh you know them sabotaging each other's uh projects presentations like answers sometimes uh, people would be talking to each other and trying to help, like get help, mm-hmm. and they would give each other wrong answers. That's now it wouldn't happen all the time, but yeah. enough that it was like you know, a deal. exactly. But and now this wasn't in my program. This mm-hmm. was everywhere else. But when I came to my program, one of the things that was always emphasized by all the professors and all, the entire mm-hmm. basis of the program was, you guys have to work together no matter what. Like, yeah. peri- that's all they grilled into us. And so, and I, but I, that made me realize the importance of like the true, true importance of it. And even hearing like you went to Berkeley and the fact that that many people turned you down, that's so shocking to me because it's Berkeley. Like you're there, you know, this is what you're there for. Like, exactly. That's, that's so crazy to me. It's so interesting because like, even now, like in my, I'm in my third semester. I just finished my third semester. Like, it's not even that people do not want to work together. It's like how they talk about each other's music. It's like, oh my gosh, did you hear that? They missed that or they missed this or they, Mm. you know, it's just so like, I mean, fine, you know, feedback is always great, but like talking literal shit about each other behind their backs is like, you're like, oh my gosh, like, but that's just like, I don't know. I feel like you have to accept that and you have to be aware that it also happens to you because otherwise you're just going to grieve about it. Like I said, and there is no point in grieving about it. Yeah. 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 That's right. Um, I think that's really, obviously a really important lesson learned like in really any field. Um, but the fact that you have that lesson even going right into like you seem to have learned these types of things either you had them before or you learned them really quick like mm-hmm. which one is it actually i'm curious like it is are these types of yeah have you always been this way like kind of viewing it that way or you learn quickly i just i don't know like i feel like i learned quickly i feel like i was mm-hmm. a really mean person growing up i don't know that's like people are always like no you weren't but like i feel like i was being very judgmental. I was always taking Mm -hmm. feedback as something really negative. Um, I always were really like, in my opinion, in my way, seeing the world, people are always saying like, if I ask them, they're like, no, like it's, it has never been that way, but I feel like I experienced the world that way. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to change that because I was like, I'm just not happy that way. And 
um, if I'm like, if my professors or if my friends are like, hey, girl, there's something off with this and this and that in my songs or my lyrics, anything, I'm just taking that and being like, I can take it and this applies to me or I can take it and be like, this doesn't apply to me. Mm. Let's just let it go. Yes. And that's how I deal with my things now. Mm hmm. So what year, like, when are you graduating from Berkeley? 2025. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got you. And um, in, like, I know we've talked a little bit more about your career path, but mm -hmm. is there something like, and it's okay if you don't, I'm, I'm just yeah. curious, is there more something set you have planned for after Berkeley or you're still going through the university and figuring out because it's still you still have a lot of time there. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. There's always like these little plans that are, that are in my head where I'm like ending up kind of. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, right now I'm thinking about going to Sweden. Um, but like, you know, you never know. I don't even speak Swedish or anything. I just like to mm -hmm. um, I just like to explore and then figure out where I want to be and listen to my gut because that's just really important to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in going to Berkeley, um, out of the lessons, like you've already named a few lessons you've learned mm -hmm. right off the bat, but what types of things have you learned that you, that kind of surprised you, like you didn't expect it, or was it all just all open mind? You expected to, you know, uh, yeah, there's actually the main lesson that I learned is not like overworking is a real thing, even in the music industry. Mm. Um, I do work. I love what I'm doing. Like I love being in a studio and I, I just love being and collaborating and working for other people and listening to other people's songs. But there's a point where you're like, okay, I need to be really, really careful because I feel like I'm burning out and then I'm going to hate what I'm doing. Mm. um and that point really like that's real that's a real thing and I never thought that would be a real thing I was always like yeah like I'm gonna do this and that and I'm gonna be everywhere yeah. and, and I'm working on my own <laughs> songs and yeah and that was just like one of um one of the visiting artists she said that she's like it's it's good that you're working hard and I see that everybody's working hard in here but please go out and have fun and like live your life because that's going to be the songs that you're going to write about. That's going to be mm. selling. And I was like, wait, what you tell us to have fun. Like I thought we should work harder. <laughs> we should like review and just like, no, mm -hmm. have fun. And that was the thing where I was like, whoa, yeah, it's, it's yeah. working hard, but it's the balance as well. Yeah, someone else actually mentioned something similar recently to me. Mm -hmm. And it was it was about singers and songwriters specifically saying and they were talking about how people in that realm in general do need to have experiences in order to write about them. And it was like so simple, but it makes sense. So yeah. yeah. Um, going into your, um, you know, final, I mean, I say final, but you, you have quite some time left. But um, going into these next years at Berkeley, what are you looking to progress the most? Um, is there anything like classes wise that they that they focus on more so um, that you're looking forward to? Yeah, so there's actually I just actually declared a double major. 
Mm. Um, I'm going to like there's a there's a couple of majors that are um, for producing, but I want to know how to actually produce for myself. I know a little mm -hmm. bit about it, but I'm always being too scared because there's so many good producers, and like I was yeah. like, no, I'm not going to touch that. But um, I've learned that it's not, especially <laughs> in the industry today, it's not enough to just be a songwriter. You have right. to know your skills. You have to have you have to know how to work a DAW. You cannot just be like, oh my gosh, like mm. somebody else can do it. The more you know, the better. And I'm looking, like I'm really excited to start doing that because my producers that I'm working with right now, they're always like, you have such great ideas. Like I would have never thought of that. And I was like, oh, okay. So maybe I'm not that terrible. I just need to learn how to do it. Yeah. So I'm really excited to do that. Um, yeah, and besides that, not really at that school, but I'm also super excited. My first single is coming out. Um, mm -hmm. That also is really exciting. So yeah, it's just it's just so many experiences that I'm also not aware yet that I'm also super excited because life is changing so fast and there's always mm -hmm. something hitting your way. So I'm always trying to accept it as it is and then work with it. And that's like the best thing you can do. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I just had a question based on that, but I forgot. It's okay. I'll come back to it. Oh, no, okay. it was about your single. Yeah. So when's yeah. your single coming out? Um, February 14th. Um, right now I, I might actually take it a couple of days, um, like forward. So it's like February 10th or something. It's mm -hmm. called love me. Um, mm -hmm. it's about probably Valentine's day is a good day to release it. That yeah. I thought, and yeah, I'm just super excited. Yeah, yeah, that's really awesome. How long have you been working on it? Has it been a while or is it something that you just want to drop a single? No, actually, I called my producer. I was like, I want to work on three songs and I have a basic concept for them. So mm. let's do it. And she sent me something over. And the first thing I said was, love me, love me. And she's like, let's do that. So <laughs> um, that was in August. So we've been working on that since then and i said i want to release i want to i want to release that song because it feels so right i had a couple of singles released prior to that uh not released recorded um and i was like they don't feel right like they just mm -hmm. don't feel right and mm -hmm. this feels really right and so i'm gonna do it right that makes sense yeah um, when you're working with these producers, because yeah. I find that when I'm working with artists, um, it depends on the artist, but a lot of them, if I'm working with them enough, they start to pick up on, you know, what I'm doing on, on my DAW or, mm. you know, certain things I might be doing with recording. Uh, do you find that working with these producers, you pick up on these things and do you have to be like mindful to pick them up or you just happen to pick them up as, as you work? Um, there's a time like I'm, when I'm sitting, like one of the producers that I'm working with, it's literally, we're sitting in a room. Um, he's working on his doll. I'm writing lyrics. Um, we kind of bounce off on each other's ideas. Um, but that's where I learned the most, but I'm also being like, because I'm so focused, I'm not really seeing what he's doing on his doll. I just have mm -hmm. these ideas while I'm listening um, to what he's doing. But I'm also being like, sometimes just like sneaking away and be like, hey, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, can you show me what you're doing? And then I'm trying yeah. to pick it up. It always, um, it's not helping always, but it helps often to just ask because 
just looking at what he's doing is just way too confusing. Yeah. Um, but I definitely feel like that sitting in a room with a person and producing is very helpful to just pick up some skills for a doll. Mm-hmm. To work in a doll, actually. Mm-hmm. When it comes to... I, I worked with an artist once who was a really good singer and he mm-hmm. could sing covers really, really well. Like it was mm-hmm. just great voice. But when it come when it came to making his own music, um, now he's much better. But at that time, when it came to writing his own songs, and even just like, even if you gave him any sort of instrumental and you tried to get him to sing or flow mm-hmm. to it, he couldn't do it very well. What type of advice would you give to people that are, you know, if you maybe have, I don't know if you've seen that mm-hmm. with anybody, um, but what would you give to someone who's a great singer, but their songwriting or, you know, their other aspects are kind of maybe specifically their songwriting is kind of lacking. What types of practice and techniques could they do to help get yeah, better? Um, there are a couple of things. I personally know some of these people. Um, and I also experienced like me being a songwriter. I also experienced like sometimes kind of hitting the wall when it comes to inspiration um, mm-hmm. and creativity. What I'm doing um, there are a couple of things that I'm doing actually. So number one is, um, destination writing or in general object writing, just kind of picking something and trying to go from an idea, but being a better songwriter, I would say, um, looking at other people's lyrics really helps and Mm -hmm. identifying the topic, um, their message, um, how they describe things, um, just looking at our people's lyrics that you really enjoy and like. There's mm-hmm. a great song by James Vickery called Turn Me On. I really love that song. And when I'm like really trying to, um, or when I'm thinking that I need to get some ideas, I always go back to that song and look at the lyrics. What is he saying? Um, do the verses fit with the chorus? Does the message come across? Like, I just really try to look at other people's lyrics and be like, okay, this is what they're doing. How can I do that? Like somebody said once, Mm -hmm. being a great artist means stealing from the great. And Mm -hmm. I just try to do that when when I'm hitting Mm -hmm. a wall and I just can um, give that advice to anybody who is also trying to be, or getting better, especially. That's a great advice. Yeah, that's true. That I mean, that stealing thing, especially obviously, I'm not like too experienced in songwriting. And so Mm -hmm. I appreciate that advice. Um, The the great the artist stealing is is definitely one that I've learned more and more as I've went on. And the more that I talk to people that I look up to, um, Mm -hmm. that are really good at what they do in music, that's something that comes up a lot. So yeah, I also feel like it's really funny because like, you say it's stealing and you actually do not steal at all you just take Mm -hmm. some kind of thing you like right and it Mm -hmm. turns out to be something completely different from the original idea so i feel like also i should mention that stealing um they shouldn't be afraid of stealing for copyright reasons or anything because it's literally like you're gonna end up with a completely different idea than the original exactly yeah that's huge that's really big um you know and i think like yeah, I, I I think one of the things that I read about it too was that even if you try to recreate it 
like note by note, you know, mm-hmm. uh, second by second, there, there's always going to be, it's going to have your own touch to it by yeah. accident. Yeah. You said you played the violin. That's one of my favorite instruments. Do yeah, you have, it is. it is, it is. Yeah. I love the violin. Um, violin, piano, and saxophone are my favorite instruments by far. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. What, do you have any favorite instruments or are you kind of I I don't um so when I'm recording or producing for my own or just messing around I love violins but I also love what is this yeah it's it's a piano sound it's called by Spitfire I don't know if the you know the soft piano Yeah 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 I don't know if I've ever used Great it but stuff. I I think I I think I know what you're talking about I love yeah. Spitfire so it's So good mm-hmm. Yeah um but yeah going back to instruments you had a question <laughs> sorry No, no, that was basically it. I was just kind of curious on, well, I mean, kind of starting off there. And then um, if you learn to play the violin, then I assume you learned music theory at a pretty young age. Um, Yeah, I I don't really know. I I did learn music theory pretty early on because I was interested in, but actually not by my music, uh, by my violin teacher, but by my guitar teacher. Mm. Um, He was, he had this... He was a great teacher. He was always like, you know, um, if you're interested in something, we're going to dive into it. If you're not interested in it, I'm not doing it. Like, mm-hmm. there's no point. Let's do something that actually benefits you, right? right. And I was just so interested in it. And he was always asking because he, he wasn't used to it, right? Like, he was just yeah. like teaching students for fun and then yeah. i was like well how does this work how does this work and and we had like great discussions about um chords and why they work and mm. um i learned music theory like with him a lot or mm. from him but not from my violin teacher and i think it was really funny because like usually you do learn it from classical people but mm. it was definitely mainly from my guitar teacher yeah, that is really interesting. Yeah. And so what instruments do you play now? Um, right now, I'm only playing piano and um, sing because I just cannot take my guitar and my violin and ship it all the time to the U.S. It's just, first of all, too expensive. It's a yeah. lot of drama about it. Um, you don't ever know if these things are like actually arriving there. Yeah. Um, it's just a thing, right? So... I leave it here and I'm always playing when I'm home, but I don't, I mean, I miss them. Not, I'm not going to lie, mm. especially a guitar or something. Um, but I have great th- friends. They always borrow me their instruments. <laughs> I just mm. play on them because like, can I just like play a little bit? Yeah. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing right now. Very interesting. I feel like you travel a decent amount. Like how often are you traveling? Um, so I go home for Christmas break. Um, this year I traveled so much. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't used to that amount of traveling at all. Um, this year I took about one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight trips, mm-hmm. um, between the U S and like Europe and, um, the U S it was like two times, three times. I don't really, mm-hmm. I don't really know, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I do travel a lot. <laughs> yeah. Does it like, do you find that that affects a lot of your potential friendships? Because I find, I mean, if you went to Berkeley and you didn't mm-hmm. really know anyone there and you, you know, you met as you went, um, I would assume that, you know, you've built some pretty close friendships through that. Yeah. Um, 
yeah does that affect these friendships at all or is are they kind of timeless ones you think you're gonna have for it's, after berkeley as well yeah it's definitely gonna be one of those like they're definitely gonna be there after berkeley too um mm-hmm. it's just because we're traveling so much like i know that my friends and i we still stay in, uh, in contact um my best friends right now in nairobi the others are in the u.s um my producer is in canada so it's like everywhere <laughs> but um we don't talk as much or text as much because or we mainly send like instagram reels and just be like hey look yeah, this yeah. is funny <laughs> right so mm-hmm. um that's what we do but we kind of enjoy more time being actually in person and supporting each other like when we're there because we're going through the same experience um at the same time when we're there but we kind of want to also um appreciate the time at home with our family and our well i guess friends that we're growing up with or grew up with and so we don't stay as much in contact when we're home Mm -hmm. but that doesn't ever affect our friendship when we're like once we're back like we Mm -hmm. instantly pick up where we where we left um and that's great because then you know you actually have really great friends and they they just go with you through everything. And that's just, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel like I'm really lucky um, to have these people in my life. Yeah. When it comes to being in, like, going to Boston, mm-hmm. the actual city itself, how do you find Boston to be? Because I know the city plays a big role in your university experience so yeah. or college experience. Um, so last semester i didn't have a lot of time exploring boston or anything um because i was just so busy but like boston is a city that i live really close to campus right so i just Mm -hmm. like go over there and i'm there um but boston is it can be really busy um Mm. and it can be really noisy and really like a little much overwhelming to all the musical experience you have right um so I'm always trying to like get out of the city with my friends, but it's just, you know, sometimes it's really hard. We're all so busy. Um, if we plan something four, six weeks ahead, it probably doesn't happen because by the time like the day hits, everybody's like, I'm busy. I have to do a studio session. I have to do a songwriting session. I have to do this, I have to do that, right. like an exam. Like we just, we just never ever like, all six of us are never in one room at the same time. It's literally impossible. But other than that, Boston is is okay. Like it's yeah. a city. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was curious too, because I know some people are really like the city really shapes their experience with their yeah. with their college. So I was curious to see how you kind of view the city and and how you kind of manage manage that along yeah. with your experience. Um. Switching gears a little bit, what's one thing that someone can do? I ask this basically to every one of my guests, mm-hmm. but what's one quality that someone can have or something that someone can do that makes you kind of not want to work with them professionally? Um, off the bat is being kind of like, I'm better than you. And that's mm-hmm. why I don't want to work with you. And mm-hmm. I had actually that experience. Um, somebody actually told me, they do not want to work with me because I have an accent. And I was like, okay, that's fine with me. Like I wasn't upset about it um, at the time. I was like, okay, next person, right? Mm -hmm. But looking back on it, I feel like that was a great lesson to me because 
that just showed me, okay, he's a great person. He's a great, or yeah, he's a great person. He's a great producer. Um, he's a great songwriter, but I will never work with him because once he said it, I was like, that's not okay. It's just not okay. Like it's it's rude. It's disrespectful. Um, it's actually being an international student, no matter like where you come from, having an accent. We speak fluent English. Like we are trying mm -hmm. to integrate in the culture. Like I feel like there's no shame in having an accent, right? Yeah. But, like just having said that, there are so many things that went along with what he said. Mm -hmm. And just people being rude, trying or thinking they're better than you. Um, I would never work with those people. And I feel like it's not worth your time. And I would never like every young artist is desperate. Right. But mm. I just there's no point. There's more grief and more not even grief. It's just anger than fun. And it should be a fun experience like music. Right is fun and people are listening to music not because you working so hard but because they are trying to enjoy it so making it not a good experience is not worth your time not worth your energy yes that's a really good point like there's i know people i mean obviously this isn't not to take away from your experience because that's yeah. horrible really really yeah. awful um and thank god you have other people to work with yeah. but yeah. uh um, you know, that energy thing's really real. Like, uh, you know, making music, obviously a big part of it because it's creative is we go off of emotions and feeling. And mm. if there's something kind of hindering that or hindering the access to that, I find that people's energy in the studio or wherever you're at really, really affects it. Yeah. And one person, one person can ruin the whole like session for, yeah. you know, seven, eight people, if that's how many there. So exactly. Yeah. Um, I also feel like people forgetting that's actually a fun or interesting fact. When I was one of these um, listening sessions from other people's um, songs, mm -hmm. the person said she's working with like great <clears throat> artists. She um, she said, you know, the song's great, but I don't feel it. And it was just such a shock to everybody in the mm -hmm. audience. We were like, all. Oh, Oh my gosh, like she has a great song, she has great lyrics, but she didn't feel she didn't feel that she's transforming the message. So mm. yeah, it's just really important to feel the music you're actually writing. Yeah, yeah. Um and when it comes to Berkeley itself, what's one mistake? And obviously I know you're not a judgmental person. Yeah. It's not about that, but what's one mistake that you think you see quite often like students making? um being in berkeley definitely um being lost in others are better like i'm not i can't do this because there are other people that are way better and then you hear their stuff and you're like oh my gosh like no way like you did that mm. like their expectations of themselves is so low that they are so scared to get out there and mm. i'm not saying that that I'm not always lost in that too, or not quite often lost in that too, because there are times where I'm like, I cannot do this. I cannot release this. I cannot like, there's so many times of that, but if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. So mm -hmm. you just have to, like, that's your job as an artist, as a producer, as a songwriter, like that's your job in believing in yourself first before others believe in you. And that's, mm -hmm. I feel like that's the most mistake. And it's fun because it's that's nothing to do with being a musician or anything. It's just a personal um, 
personal and also personality um personality trait basically yeah that is really important yeah and it i think that's so applicable and i love that you said it out of all people because you know hearing if people if students at berkeley you know are are also struggling with self-belief then there's you know there's people that don't aren't there yet or mm-hmm. are you know might be in high school that struggle with self-belief but they make incredible art yeah um so hearing that's really really important i think like you as you said you yeah. we've all had moments of that um what do you do when those moments kind of start to get a little bit too often if you've ever had that yeah um well there's a lot that i do now that kind of help me not being at the low so many times um i found out that the balance between physical activity and like mindfulness is helping me a lot um Mm -hmm. i also do journaling a lot um but i started running and doing some physical exercise that helped me be like not being constantly at my i can't do this because there was literally Mm -hmm. last semester there was a time where i was like I can't do this anymore. I should just go home and that's it. Like that was my Berkeley experience. (laughs) And I really am glad I didn't, I didn't do that because that was really, I hit rock bottom right there. Um, And, and I was just, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go out in nature. And then I was like, you know what? I'm so sad. I'm just going to go for a run. And afterwards I was like, I can do everything. <laughs> and it was so funny because like, I just, I, I'm not a sport person um, mm-hmm. or sporty person, but I'm trying to just be healthy for myself so I can, I can be the best version in a studio or just as a human being in general, I feel like it's, it doesn't always yes. have to apply to music, but it just helped me not being all the time oh my gosh i can do this and when i'm like catching myself in those moments where people are like or when i'm especially i'm like oh my gosh like this is so great i'm never gonna be there i'm just gonna be like okay thought stop not we're not going down that road because Mm -hmm. that is a real fear but it also doesn't have to be reality yeah and those two thoughts combined kind of prevent me from being like you're so terrible to Let's just try to be better. Mm. Tell me about one of the best. I don't know if you spend a lot of time like in what you would call the studio or mm-hmm. whatever, like you're, you know, but tell me about just your best musical or one of your best musical experiences that you were a part of today. Um, I think it was actually in the studio like two or three weeks ago because I was just so like so happy, like the world was just the best thing ever. Like, I was like, this is great. Like, I'm never going to leave. It was, I was in a studio and I was like, I'm at Berkeley at the dream school. I study songwriting. Um, I just recorded my single. Um, My best friend is the audio engineer. The song, like the music is great. That is the best thing ever and like listening back to the song now like um i listen to the song like 600 times now um mm-hmm. because i just we're mastering right now which is an intense prog- uh, process you probably know um yeah. but i every time i hear that song at the end i was i'm just like i can feel i can feel the emotions like i can feel that i 
that I felt it in that moment that I am trying to send that message out in the world. And then I was like, this is actually, I think probably the best thing I ever sang. And mm -hmm. that was my personal experience where I was like, yeah, this is probably the best thing I ever did. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I, it was just so great. Like actually I have a video of myself. I recorded some parts of the session mm -hmm. um, just to watch back and just to listen how I like watch myself, you know, me performing. Um, mm -hmm. I always can recommend that not even out of Instagrammable reasons, but just recording yourself and list, like look back at it. It's just mm -hmm. a great way to not only like experience yourself from the inside, but also from the outside. Interesting. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's so different. Like your experience is very different. Um, but it was just like, oh my gosh, like it wasn't like perfect, like pitch, you know, sometimes it's just off pitch, but it was so great. Like how I sing, it was great. Like the energy was great. And it doesn't always have to be the best pitch. Like I was so often pitchy. Like I even said to my, like my engineers, mm -hmm. like I'm pitchy, I'm pitchy, I'm pitchy. She's like, stop. Like there's no point in saying that. Like, Mm. Try to be your best. And mm -hmm. in that moment, you just are like, okay, I'm just going to try and just feel it. And that's just the best thing I personally think is the best musical experience. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Is that, that's not your next single, right? Yes, like it your, is my next single. Oh, it yeah. is, it is yeah. your next single. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Interesting. Got you, got yeah. you. Okay, cool. When you said you're kind of, you're having trouble with like some of your singing or like bits and pieces of it during mm -hmm. that session, and um and your your co or i guess producers or engineers mm -hmm. are kind of reinforcing um you is like did you end up kind of i guess getting past that barrier or was that something that they were able to fix or help you with if that makes sense yeah or was that just totally mental and you just had to get rid of that in your head and that's what fixed that session or that that part of it yeah um well there's always a part in every session where I'm like, this is so pitchy. Like I should not <laughs> be here. Um, <laughs> just because I'm so much in my head, um, which doesn't help you at all. Mm -hmm. But um, there are actually two things that help me that what people say, like I've, I often remember what people tell me during a session or that impacted me or something where I was like, this is so smart. Um, mm. The first thing was by one of my, my, uh, colleagues or my peers, he he said, you know, I just I'm just having fun, you know. It was, he he just jumped up and down the stage. He he screamed his like lungs out. He sang and he it was just so much fun to just watch, right? Mm -hmm. And after that, um, my professor goes, well, what? Why was this performance so great? And he's like, I'm just having fun. And I was like, <laughs> so simple but so true um and the second yeah. thing is my other producer he's working with like a bunch of people and he's like you know no matter who is coming in i don't even care i'm gonna put auto-tune on everything because everybody's pitchy sometimes and not yeah. the auto-tune is not the good part but like being that every reminding yourself that everybody is sometimes off and not great we are in a like we're in a well in a time where we have Autotune, we have Melodyne, we have so many other things and so many people work with that. And even my professors in like the producing section, they're like, you know, the energy has to be right. We can mm -hmm. always fix the pitch, but like if the energy is off 
and you're not feeling it, you can hear it in the song. And Very there are just true. small nuances that can mess up a whole section. Um, if I'm getting frustrated and there's, there was a time in the studio where it was like, we were six hours in, it was the second day and I was like, I'm tired. I want to go home. My engineer was like, I'm tired. I want to go home. But I was like, I have this plan in my head. And if I don't do it now, like this is going to be the best time of my life. Like I'm having so much fun, like reminding mm -hmm. yourself of that fun and that mm -hmm. it's just fun. Like it's all just, it just has to be easy. If it mm -hmm. flows, it flows. Mm -hmm. And reminding myself of that basically helped me get through that frustration too. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I find that the imperfections, um, for me personally, that <clears throat> maybe it's just now, I don't know if this has always been the case. I think it's actually been the case for a long time, but I find that when I look back at my most favorite artists, songs and projects, hmm. they're always a big part of those is you can see where there are imperfections, but they left them in there. They could have fixed them, but you can tell that the imperfections there because the feeling is there. Like yeah. the way they sang it, they couldn't really, you know, I mean, I'm sure they could, but the emotions there when they sang it that way. So their slight voice crack, even you hear it, it's mm -hmm. like, I've forgiven that because it's so much more impactful that way, you know? Yeah. So it makes sense. I've also heard from a lot of producers that these like, when singers go in and trying to be perfect and there's like slightest like imperfections, which are totally human, right? Mm -hmm. These imperfections are kind of ear candy for, for producers. Not everything, obviously, but there's just some things where like, no, we got to keep that. Yes. And I'm just yes. like, can we please get rid of that? No, like, no we got to keep that. <laughs> That's, That's so great. True. That's <laughs> um, so, true. so I feel like we should not, and I talk all of the musicians because we're we're a whole bunch, but um, we shouldn't be too, um, yeah, too mean to ourselves because we made mistakes. Yeah, yeah. One of the guys I had on my podcast before, he's a multi platinum producer, and he's mm -hmm. like got a bunch of really really cool, interesting advice. And one of the things that he said was just like his whole career, he just described as happy accidents. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, but then he also said that the reason that those happen is because he's always just having fun and messing around and experimenting. Mm -hmm. And then it just comes together that way. So yeah. but I think the one question that I didn't end up asking, mm -hmm. um, I just want to contrast your best, but I don't want to end it on a negative note, but your <laughs> best experiences versus your, you know, more negative experiences in the yeah. studio. I guess we touched on energy a little yeah. bit, but if you have anything to say to that effect, you're welcome to. Yeah, um, definitely. I can say something about that. Um, there's always times in every session, even in my best ones, where I'm like being really, but I, I think we said that, but I think, still think that it's important to mention mm -hmm. um, there are phases where I'm going through like imposter syndrome, basically. And mm -hmm. um it's just helpful, I think, for everyone to just remind yourself we all have that. Um, I I know somebody, she won The Voice 2014, The Voice Kids 2014. And she said, can we write a song about imposter syndrome? And I was like, well, you have imposter syndrome? Like, that's just <laughs> so stupid. Um, yeah. but, but, like, 
yeah, it's it's just great. Like you just don't have to just don't let let your like your thoughts destroy your experience just because they're your thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's just I it's like not that. really yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Sorry. I I just I like that because I think it ties back into something you said earlier about just taking like you know taking care of your mind the mindfulness yeah. and your physical health and all of it and it that ties in directly to or maybe indirectly but quite quite in some ways directly to your music and your art mm-hmm. um yeah i mean like i said you've answered everything is there anything else you want to touch on um like you said you have a single coming out if there's yeah. anything you want to promote and your social media and everything you're welcome to i'll have it in the description as well yeah um there's nothing actually i want to say like my single is coming out it's called love me um mm-hmm. it's it's just about i don't know it's just about being loved but also kind of just enjoying just being loved sometimes like you know everybody has that experience mm-hmm. um and love has just been a great uh, deal in my life like ever since i always call everybody i love you like bye i love you like i just met this person i was like bye i love you mm-hmm. um so that's been a big deal and i'm just super excited um yeah my social media you can just link that below that's fine and i'm just super excited to share that podcast also on my instagram and everywhere <laughs> um awesome. if that's okay, okay for you yeah yeah absolutely yeah cool. we're uh I, i'm first of all i appreciate you coming on yeah thank you for having me one of like I didn't mention that, but like one of my producers is actually not in Boston. She's in New Jersey and we mm-hmm. do Zoom sessions regularly. So that's like no big deal. We have like that's once awesome. a week. Yeah, we have like once yeah. a week like a tam- timestamp. We like let's meet together. Like we have to work and then we just uh-huh. work and then like everybody does their own thing. And then we come back together and email and that's that's it. So. OK, wait, before we end the recording, yeah. tell me about that, because I think people will be interested because I yeah. am. And and I will take you up on like I will hit you up about this, yeah. but tell me just about these uh, these Zoom sessions. That okay, you're... so um, I met this person um, through actually a coincidence, and she's like, "Well, I'm gonna graduate like in May," and I was like, "Well, it's March now, and I want to produce a single." She's like, "Oh, um, well, that's no problem." And then like we just emailed back and forth. It was a summer, um, and I mean we produced a single prior to that um in march and april and may like i said but we emailed back and forth over the summer and i was like actually calling her and be like hey i want to write three singles with that concept like i said before and she's like well do you have an idea like about the lyrics or anything i was like i have no idea um can you send me something and then that's how it started and then i was like getting my schedule together and i was like hey um here's here's the time that i have times can we just make one meet once a week because i know if we just do like a zoom session every so often we won't get Mm. anything done and that's been the best thing ever like we both know like we're super busy she has a 40 i think she's a 40-hour job um she's doing other artists she has a great tiktok like i can only recommend her um Mm -hmm. and she basically just we just have this thing, you know, once a week, an hour, we do a work we do besides like, besides that hour, our work and then come back together. And that's just great. Like, I know exactly what I want. She knows exactly what, what I need. Right. And so that's just been really great. And sometimes that's the only option you have. And with Zoom and everything is just great because like I said, you can just talk. 
when you when you're in these zoom sessions like what yeah. kind of what are you guys exactly getting done like are you mainly just discussing what to do or is it mainly what is it what um it like? she like it's i personally think that you have a personal experience too so we always be like hey how's it going right and then you kind of right. go um i just want to throw that out because i think it's really important to not only work together but also have a personal connection to the person you're working with um that just makes your music also better um yeah. basically she is throwing out an idea for like music or something or she worked on something over the week and then i go um i usually have my lyrics done by that and then i go well can we have more re reverb on that? And she opens the door and we basically listen through the whole thing. Um, sometimes it's reverb things or audio effects or, um, well, lyric lines or whatever. Wow. Except, oh, I'm sorry. Um, but sometimes it's also just like, there's something off. And she's like, I don't hear it. I was like, but I hear it. Mm. And then we go like, on this like treasure hunt of finding right. the wrong things right yeah. and then she goes how did she hear that i was like i have no idea how it and, and then like mm. we just go off on that and that's just that's just great because like it feels like we're still kind of connected mm -hmm. but we're not totally like away like it's not like she's like 400 kilometers away and i'm 400 kilometers away from her and we will never get anything done we're just yeah. literally they're doing things and using the time we have this is huge um yeah. i think yeah this is really big do you do you ever like have to re-record files and send them back or yeah that... um mm -hmm. so what were we doing like with that song we just made love me um i sent it to my engineer like my good friend she she has studio access at berkeley i was like hey um, I'm going to bake you a cake. Can you be my studio engineer? That's yeah. literally how it works. I like <laughs> cake, money, whatever else. Like I can, you always have to appreciate the time, you know, you, I mean, they're also investing in you. So you kind of have to give right. back. Um, and she kind of did everything behind the console and I did my job at, at the, um, at the, in the booth. Um, and so, yeah, that's all we did just recorded and like with that single sorry now i remember what i wanted to say um, no it's okay uh with that single i after we re recorded everything i showed it in class in my lyric writing class and my teacher said the exactly same thing that i experienced and then i was like i cannot ignore it um he said you know i love the idea i love the song i love everything but the tempo is a little slow and i was like why did you have to say mm. this? Because I <laughs> felt it too. And so I was calling her and that's like basically for every producer. I mean, that's like, that's like, yeah, that's like just you're done with the artist usually. I was like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I know I suck. And I know I should have made up my mind before we went into the, like into the session, but <laughs> can we try to make it faster? And she's like, you know what? No worries. And, when she said that, I was like, like, I'm so happy you just said it because I just feel so terrible that we are doing like all the vocals again. But she was so great. She's like, no, it's okay. I also, I also like it better, faster. Yeah. So why not doing that? Like, that's just stupid. That's so cool. All yeah. of, all of what you said. I mean, yeah. one of that, I mean, obviously the, the person that you're working with believing in your 
stuff enough that they're like, yeah, no, you know what? Let's redo it. You know, that's huge. I, the artists that I work with, I have to, I have to believe in who I'm working with, if, especially mm-hmm. if I'm doing it all the time. Yeah. Um, and in that way, yeah, then like no matter what happens, there's many times where we have to, you know, go through something like we have to redo so much and it sucks, but we, we both believe in the song enough that we'll, mm-hmm. you know, make yeah. it happen. Or on the other hand, if I don't, then I will just be honest enough. Like I'll do the work yeah. for you, but I'm not going to lie to you. And, yeah, exactly. You know, I think that honesty and being respectful about what you're doing is just that's just like so huge honesty is like i always tell everybody even if we just like if we just work together or just being friends like tell me what's wrong and we can fix it but like not talking about it and not saying anything will not help anybody and Mm. being respectful is just like i could have called my producer and be like hey this like sorry but like this fucking sucks um (laughs) (laughs) like we have to redo it again. Like she would have said, okay, but like she would have been pissed and she wouldn't have um, done or did the vocal comping or anything like better because how I reacted to what I was telling her. So it's just really important to be respectful and honest. And that's just a great mixture to have as a human being, but also as a musician. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is uh, you talked about baking a cake. So tell me like kind of, obviously that story is, great but also just like what kind of goes behind that thought process um i always believe in giving back no matter if it's money or um food i'm a person who just cooks for their friends frequently because i'm always like you know i just want to give back they 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 spend their time with me in a studio and they're super happy they're like i'm getting experience like i'm getting better at this but also it's just a sign of appreciation and I'm always like, you know, I can give you money, like if you want that. Um, well, I can bake you a cake and they always choose baking a cake. Like That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, you know, I can buy myself something, but like you sitting yeah. in the kitchen for like an hour and a half and doing something for me. Yes. It's just really nice. Yeah, no, I, I just think I do think that's something that people can actually really learn from because the idea of... Um, like the fact that people will choose the cake over the money, yeah, you know, is really, I think something people could learn from. Cause I think a lot of artists, they don't, you know, especially coming up, they don't have a ton of money to spend spare yes. on their craft. Mm-hmm. And so, and they get, they, they let that kind of get in the way of things when in reality, there's so many more ways to yeah. work with people. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, um, I'm in a position where I work besides Berkeley and I'm trying to pay my own rent, which is a lot in Boston. Um, Oh yeah. No, my, actually, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. My friend was talking about moving there recently and I saw the prices. I could not believe how expensive it is. It is so expensive. So working and coming up for that, I mean, it's just so much. And, and, um, but my friends are always like help. Like it's also helpful for me. Like they all they they do it obviously because they like cake, but they also do it because mm-hmm. they know yeah. you know I'm doing my best to give back. And they would take the money if it was fluent for me, but it's not. Yeah. So we're all we always say we're all college students. We always are mm-hmm. excited if somebody pays a meal, <laughs> but we also just rather do something that that we can afford giving each other back. Yeah. And that's, I like that's that. baking. 
yeah. I like that a lot. I think that's super, like, just really effective. Because, yeah. yeah, I've been in situations and I've seen people and I think they could have done something along the lines of just something small yeah. and that would have gone a long way versus, you know, nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you so uh, much. Yeah. I appreciate it. We will be in touch for sure. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I'll, li I'll link your social media, everything. We'll Great. Talk soon. Thank, thank you. Thank you again.